This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Good News in Shoes. Power Evangelism Ministries presents Piercing Darkness Radio Broadcast, brought to you by its host, Apostle Ronald Solling, in an on-time message that will build your faith for the end times. Listen every Saturday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., right here on 89.9 FM, WCNO. The Revealing Truth Radio Broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21, all professional, for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor, letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silva & Associates is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silver & Associates can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340-6076. Again, that number is 772-340-6076. Se habla español. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. So in our text this morning, the context of John chapter 13 is built on chapter 11 and chapter 12 in, in John. And prior to John chapter 13... Jesus has gone to Bethany, which is a suburb of Jerusalem where Lazarus has died in chapter 11. How many remember the story of Lazarus? Come on, amen. Mary and Martha, the sisters, they're obviously really good cooks and they love Jesus because Jesus is always going to Jerusalem all day and then at nighttime he walks out to Bethany to the suburb to eat dinner with Mary and Martha. I can appreciate Mary and Martha. Anyway, he's hanging out in Jerusalem and Mary and Martha sent word to him and said, Hey, your friend, Lazarus, your buddy... Lazarus, whom you love, is sick. Jesus, he needs you. Hmm? 
How I many you know they sent Jesus word like that because they felt like they had an inside track with Jesus? Because, I mean, you know, hey, here's Jesus, the miracle worker, who comes to my house and I cook him noodles and give him bread all the time. Obviously, if I send word to Jesus to come see his friend, my brother, he'll drop everything he's doing and come help me because Jesus likes my cooking. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the Bible says that when Jesus got word that Lazarus was sick, he sat down at the place where he was for a few more days. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. I mean, come on. How I many at that point you're looking for another church? Mm. I was in the hospital and the pastor didn't even come see me. Well, you were only in there for three days. My God, I didn't even know the first day. Nobody told me. Woo! I'm, tell you, I'm claiming the Lazarus defense. Praise the, praise the Lord. <laughs> the Bible says that when Jesus got there, Mary and Martha, they were upset. Matter of fact, Mary was so upset, she didn't come out of the house. She's like, I ain't even going out to see him. He used to come to my house, and Martha did the cooking, and I would sit at his feet and worship him. And he didn't even get here for my brother. I ain't even going out the house to see Jesus. I am upset. I wonder if I got anybody ever been upset with Jesus like that. He didn't heal me when I wanted to be healed. He didn't answer my prayer when I thought it should be answered. I'm staying in my house. I ain't going to church. I'm mad. I'll teach Jesus something else. Come on, somebody. Amen. The Bible says Martha came out and said to him, if you would have been here, Jesus, he wouldn't have died. Jesus, you let us down. But Jesus was trying to clue them into something about this counterculture kingdom that he had been preaching about for three years, and he was trying to let them know something that everybody in this room needs to know today if you're going to ever walk in this kingdom. He said, I'm never caught up with the urgent. I'm interested in the important. Come on, somebody. I'm going to try it again. I'm never caught up in the urgent. I'm only interested in what's important. Come on, huh? See, in our world, in this world, in this culture, the urgent gets our attention. That's how we live our life. Hmm? And the important doesn't always get our attention. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's why a lot of us won't get up and do devotions in the morning, even though it's important, because we get so urgent, we've got to get out the door. So we put what's important on the back burner and won't read our Bible and pray before we got the door because we got to do what's urgent. And God said, I'm not interested in what's urgent. I'm interested in what's important. Hmm? Because the 20 minutes you spend in your word and you spend in your prayer is going to help you deal with whatever is urgent, and I'll make whatever it was become important that it's handled the right way. The Bible says Jesus stayed there for four more days, and she said, He said, If you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. If you had answered my urgent call, Jesus, he wouldn't have died. He'd be okay. And Jesus said, It's going to be all right. He's going to be okay. I love this. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the resurrection and the life, Martha. I don't care if he's been in the grave for three months. I am the resurrection and life. And she didn't get it. She said, Lord, I don't want to talk to you about some theological doctrinal debate, which is what most Christians want to do. She said, I don't want to talk to you about something theological. Jesus, I know we all going to get up in the last day. But if you had a bit here, He'd be alive. He said, oh, no, 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 no
I am the resurrection and life. If I am the resurrection and the life at the end of the age, I am still the resurrection and the life that's standing right in front of you. And if I can get him up at the end of the age, then I know I can get him up right now. I can get him up tomorrow and I can get him up next week. I can get him up yesterday because I exist outside of time. Because I am the resurrection and the life, Martha. Come on. Martha, oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he said, Lazarus, come forward. I mean, yeah, you know the story. Lazarus, come up out of the grave. Come on, amen. amen. One preacher said if he hadn't said his name and just said, hey, come forward, all the dead people would have got up out of the grave all over the world. Why? Because he is the resurrection and the life. Praise the Lord, amen. Right, right. So Lazarus is raised from the dead. And he's raised from the dead. This news begins to spread all over Jerusalem. Everybody's talking about it. He's dead for four days. He was so dead. He was smelling. I mean, they didn't have no formaldehyde back then. They just dumped a bunch of oil on you and rubbed it into you and wrapped you up like a mummy. Come on. And Jesus was talking about getting him up out of the grave. She said, well, Jesus, he surely stinketh. That's the King James Version. He stinketh. I mean, he stunk. Come on, amen. And so this spreads. This spreads all across Jerusalem, and everybody's talking about it. Everybody's going, oh, my God, Lazarus was dead for four days. The whole Bethany, everybody in Bethany knew it. Everybody saw it. He was dead. And Jesus called him out of the tomb. And the fame of who Jesus was begins to spread all over the place. And the moment his fame begins to spread, Jesus said this. He said, my time has come. It's time. He tells his disciples, he says, go into the city. See this man who has a, a room upstairs. Tell him we need to use it. Some things I need to share with you. Because my time has come. I'm fixing to bring this counterculture kingdom into a reality that's going to change the entire globe. Somebody say, my time has come. Now that's the context of everything that brings us to the upper room with Jesus and his disciples. Hmm? And he gets there and he begins to challenge them with putting their trust in God. Leaning on God. Trusting him for their life. He brings his disciples in the upper room. He sits down with his disciples. And he's already turned all the religious leaders upside down. And by this time the whole religious world hates him. And the Bible says in John chapter 12. After the resurrection of Lazarus. That the Pharisees and the Sadducees sought to kill him. You know why they sought to kill him? Because his kingdom coming meant their kingdom was leaving. Their 536 rules was going out the door, baby. Because he was bringing a kingdom of liberty and freedom. And they were operating in a kingdom of bondage and law. Come on, amen. Hmm? I'd be glad we got Jesus today. Hmm? So really what Jesus was doing is it was becoming kingdom versus kingdom. Matter of fact... In Matthew chapter 24, which a lot of people think is like this end time scripture, it was really more about what was happening when Jesus' day was there. He was talking about the destruction of the temple in Matthew chapter 24. And the last day, he was talking about the day that we would see this end come. And he said, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. A lot of times we see that as national boundaries. You know, we think that's just, you know, Russia and the United States and China and Korea and everybody getting ready to go to war. And then, you know, we have all these people having all these wars that are going on all the time. And one nation finally gets another thing. He said, no, 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 it's not just that. 
It's about the culture of this world rising against the counterculture of my kingdom. You will see an onslaught of these two cultures colliding before my return. And that's what we see in the day. You're seeing one kingdom trying to snuff out the other kingdom. You're seeing the oppression coming against God's church like never in the history of the world. Hurricane Irma ripped through the Caribbean, destroying some islands with up to 90% devastation, sustaining 185 mile per hour winds, making it a record-breaking hurricane. It destroyed homes, flooded cities, and killed power to millions of people. Devastating floods affected all of us here in Florida and left many people homeless. We will pray for patience, love, and guidance in this time. In Florida, we're survivors. We will rise up, rebuild, and stand together and become even stronger than we were before. So we're asking you to help us support the hurricane relief effort by texting IRMA to 772-800-2464. And so Jesus takes them up into this upper room and he does something that every Jewish boy had seen all their life. He brings them into the Shabbat or to the Passover meal and he takes the bread which they have seen since the time when Moses was getting the children of Israel out of Egypt when they put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost and they had the first Passover feast. They've watched this year after year after year. He takes this bread and he takes this blood. I mean, the, 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 the Passover feast was a sign of, of deliverance for the children of Israel from a cruel ruler, a dictator. And how God brought them from a slave master and set them free because they were slaves. So when they celebrate Passover, they're celebrating the fact that they were set free from slavery. Come on, is that right? Amen. Amen. And so now here's Jesus. He's having the Passover feast a day early because he knows what's about to happen to him. He told the disciples, he said, my time has come. And he's doing something that they've seen all their life as a remembrance of God's deliverance of the children of Israel up out of Egypt. But now he's delivering the kingdom of the world out of darkness and giving the opportunity for everybody to come into the kingdom of light. Now he's at a last supper holding bread and a glass of wine. And he says something that he should have been killed for instantly. Because every Jewish boy and every Jewish girl knew what Shabbat was. He said, I am the bread. It's my body. It's wine. It's my blood. In other words, I'm your deliverer. Not God in heaven, I'm your deliverer. My body. My blood. He profoundly said to them, and they understood this, I am the Messiah. I'm about to enter into my new kingdom. It's coming. Somebody say, it's coming. That was blasphemy. That was, he should have been killed right there. But see, Jesus didn't care about their rules. He committed blasphemy when the, these four crazy friends had a buddy that was a paraplegic, and they were crazy. Walking down the road because they heard Jesus was in the house. They looked around the house, couldn't get him in the house. All the windows were packed. They said, somebody said, I know what we're going to do. Let's climb up on the roof. We'll drop him through the roof. And four crazy friends who had faith dropped this dude down from the roof. And Jesus looks at him and does not immediately say, get up off your mat. He says to him, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees, who are you to forgive someone's sins? 
Because, I mean, no, you couldn't forgive nobody's sin unless you was in the temple. Hmm? You had to be a high priest. You had to make a sacrifice. You had to put the blood on the altar. But Jesus, who was the blood, hmm? your sins are forgiven. Who are you to say that? Hmm? Come on, somebody. Help me. Amen? I think that's just cool. Jesus went around breaking all of them. I just love Jesus. I like being like him because he did all kinds of radical things. Everybody thinks he was some like calm, non-smiling, non-joking around Jesus. Just walk around like this solemn all the time. Your sins are forgiven. If Jesus is like that in heaven, I don't want to go. I'll tell you right now because I don't think he was like that. Hmm. I think Jesus was as real as we are. He liked to laugh and have a good time. Hmm? And you know what else? He, he, his kingdom was so obvious that Jesus wasn't even good looking. Matter of fact, the Bible says he wasn't no hunk. He wasn't handsome. He wasn't nothing that you would look at. But he spoke with so much authority that people would look at him and go, Who is this man? He says things I've never heard before. It's like my heart is Cut when he talks. It's amazing to me. Isn't that amazing? He goes to Peter and he says, Peter, wash your feet. What are you talking about? Wash my feet. You don't wash feet. Slaves wash feet. Jesus, you just got through saying you're the Messiah. You just got through saying we're going to conquer Rome. What are you talking about? Wash feet. Never. Never. And Jesus said to Peter, he said, Peter, in my kingdom, in the new kingdom, we wash feet. To be the greatest in my kingdom, you have to become the least. In my kingdom, to become the greatest, you have to serve. Come on, help me somebody, amen? Hmm? The way you exercise power in my kingdom is you serve. The way you get wealth in my kingdom is you give. The way you overcome in my kingdom is you forgive. Hmm. Is everybody all right? Come on. And he puts on this towel. He kneels at their feet. He begins to wash their feet. He's washing their feet. Peter said, Lord, Lord, don't do it. He said, Peter, I'm not a way. I'm the way. I'm not just a life. I'm the life. Not just some truth, I'm the truth. Peter, it's going to be all right. Let me wash your feet. And then he told him, he said, and after you see me do this, you need to keep doing it. Come on, it's not a one-time deal, amen? Amen. And the kingdom of this world, people seek to be served. In the counterculture, the kingdom serves. We serve each other. Come on, somebody, say we serve each other. Peter's like, Lord, you can't do this. You can't be a slave. You got, you got to realize something, man. Washing somebody's feet back then is not like washing somebody's feet today. It's not like going down to the little shop down there by PetSmart or wherever it is and putting your feet up in a little bowl and all these little women get on your little feet with all these little things to massage your feet and rub your calves and you just, ooh, that was just lovely. It wasn't like that. Because back then, everybody had sandals. They didn't have boots. If you, had, you know, if you walked in the mud back then, you walked in the mud with sandals. You didn't walk in the mud with boots. 
Everybody had sandals. And how many know back then they didn't have cars or trucks? Their main mode of transportation was horses and donkeys and camels. Come on, somebody. I don't know if you know this, but those are animals, and they don't really go to a restroom when they have to use a restroom. They just walk down the road, and feces just falls out the back of them, and, 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 and urine just falls out of their belly up and down the street all day. So you have to understand that when the disciples walked through these dusty streets of Jerusalem every day, they were stepping in a bunch of crap all the time. They were stepping in a bunch of urine all the time. It was stinky, and it was smelly. So when you came into a house, your feet were really disgusting and your sandals were disgusting your feet didn't smell because of bad foot odor smelled because of something else do I need to make that any plainer Mm. Jesus said this he said I'm going to teach my people in my kingdom that's the way My kingdom emerges in the earth. That's the way my kingdom comes. It comes through being a servant. Hmm? He said, I'm looking for a group of people in the world today that will touch the dirty places of society, that ain't afraid to go out in the street, that ain't afraid to preach the word, that ain't afraid to go on a mission trip and and help somebody that ain't even got a house to live in and help somebody get some food and bring somebody some what? I'm looking for somebody that ain't afraid of addiction and ain't afraid of pain and ain't afraid of what this calls. I'm looking for somebody that won't shut up, back up, and be quiet. That'll reach down and wash the filth off of this culture and give somebody a little bit of hope. Praise the Lord. I wonder if I got anybody at True Church today that says I want to be a part of a counterculture kingdom. A kingdom that has no end. Praise the Lord. Come on, are you getting this? Touch somebody and say, we got to wash some feet. I'm looking for some people that ain't intimidated by this culture. Not intimidated by universities and colleges that that preach progressivism every day and and, and come against the Christians and come against God and come against Jesus. Somebody that will stand up and declare the word of the Lord. I wonder if we got any warriors in the house today. I got about 10 of you trying to be a warrior. Come on, somebody. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty to pulling down strongholds. Casting down every high imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Every thought, every deed of this culture that has been on your destruction, that has been on changing the way you think. God has given you authority and power to overcome it. We're going to wash the filth off of this world. Come on. Praise the Lord. I feel good. He takes the basin, the water bowl. He dips his hand in the water bowl and he begins to wash the filth off of their feet. All the power in the kingdom comes from the basin. You want to move into the things that God has for your destiny? You better learn how to operate out of the basin. You want to be lifted up, you better learn how to get down. Hmm. You want to understand what it really means to be prosperous in this kingdom that we're talking about? You're going to have to lay your life down.
Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarbis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Consider a school where children learn to love, where learning is inspired, reading is an adventure, where students have time for creativity, math, and logic, where truth is taught along with history, literature, and technology, where respect is modeled by please and thank you, where innovation and leadership are fostered while planning our college and career paths. This is the future of St. Lucie Christian students. We are now enrolling kindergarten through 12th grade. Full scholarships are still available. Find out more at stlucychristian.org. Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silva & Associates is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silver & Associates can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340-6076. Again, that number is 772-340-6076. Se habla español. Ignite Your World True Church and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Fellowship of Churches and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Fellowship exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Fellowship of Churches. For more information on joining the Destiny Fellowship, go to destinyfellowship.tv.
bring you my heart.